thank you. Hello, and thank you for joining us for uh, another podcast, uh, 360 podcast here with the Professional Development Department. I am your host, Lucia Palazzi, and uh, I am here today with Ms. Holly Sherrard from the Employee Benefits Department in GPISD. Welcome. Thanks for coming today. Thank you, Lucia, for having us today. This is a great opportunity to share uh, information about employee benefits. So I'm Holly Sherrard. I am the Director of Employee Benefits, and uh, we are under the HR Services, Human Resource Services Department, and I have been with the district for a little less than three years. Um, I do have a degree in my MBA in Accounting and Finance, and this is just another opportunity for me to uh, learn and contribute to the Human Resource Department. Well, thanks again for having us. Well, thanks for being here today. You know, um, I wanted to do a podcast over employee benefits because for me personally, it's um, even some of the language in here, I'm, I, I don't really understand. It seems all very formal and it seems very overwhelming for me and complicated. And I wanted to thank you because every time I've come to you with a question, uh, you have always been very patient with me and sat down and uh, cheerfully helped me through my problems. Uh, and so... That's why I wanted you here today, because maybe there's other people that feel like me, and you can guide them or just clarify uh, s- some of these things. So can you start off by telling us about the Employee Benefits Department? Yes. Well, Lucia, you are definitely not alone, um, which is why we try to have a huge presence within the district and definitely try to get around so that we can educate our employees. So the, the mission of the Employee Benefits Department is to provide competitive benefits, and services to our employees. And we make sure that we do that with courtesy, with dignity and respect while we maintain your confidentiality. So that is our mission, that's our charge, and that is our ultimate responsibility. Um, So as we do that, we are responsible for enrolling new hires that are eligible for benefits. And then we are also responsible for re-enrolling are offering waiver of benefits to our eligible employees for their benefits, health, um, investment, and uh, voluntary benefits that we do offer. And that comes around every September, correct? August, September time? So our benefits are effective every September 1st through August 31st of the following year. And then you typically see open enrollment during the summer months, usually between July and August. Okay. So... Let's talk about uh, TRS. How does TRS come up with our rate, you know, the price every year? How is that configured? So a little bit about TRS Active Care. So as a public ISD entity, um, we are under the TRS Active Care requirement to provide medical. So every year TRS reviews the funding that is needed for the TRS Active Care for the upcoming year. And then they determine if any benefit and or premium change is needed to have enough funds to pay for healthcare. So it's simple math. Do we have enough funding to pay for the claims and to pay for the administration of benefits? Then the TRS staff recommend benefits and premiums to the TRS Board of Trustees. And then they adopt the rates which take effect every September 1st. Our district contributes a portion of that, and the remaining amount is then what becomes an employee's uh, premium that they pay every paycheck. Okay, I understand. 
Um, so what are the other options the district offers um, when it comes to insurance? You know, are there uh, different types of life insurance? What about critical illness and, and cancer and things like that? Can you talk about yes. that? We have a lot of options to meet um, some very specific needs that you may find in your life. So let me, if you would allow me to run through yes, each please. of our product and give a little synopsis of what that is. So um, Section 125 is our cafeteria plan. And that is an IRS code that requires that an ISD or a public entity provides at a minimum the essential coverage. And that includes medical, dental, vision, and a savings account. So whether that's a health savings account or a flexible spending account. So we call that the cafeteria plan. Our medical is administered by Aetna. And why is that? Because it has a menu? It's kind of like a menu? <laughs> is that why? why? Why would it be cafeteria plan? Well, that's just the name that is given and it is an IRS section 125 code. So if you so Google, that's a legal name for it, the it cafeteria plan. It is a plan. legal okay. name. If you Google IRS Section 125, you will see that it is an IRS code that we must comply with. Okay. And we make sure that we do that. Um, so our, our medical plan is administered through Aetna, and it provides three types of plans. One is a high deductible plan. One is an HMO plan, which is with Kelsey Siebold or Memorial Herman. And the other is an Active Care Select 2 plan. I'm sorry, an Active Care 2 plan, which acts like a PPO as well. The last one that I mentioned, the Active Care 2, is a closed plan. So if you are not currently enrolled in it, we are not taking any new enrollees. So for new hires, they essentially have two plans to choose from, the high deductible and the HMO with Kelsey Siebold or Memorial Herman. We also have the dental. So we offer two dental options for you. One is an HMO, the other is a PPO. And that is administered through a Guardian for our HMO and Emeritus Dental for our PPO. For our vision plan, Davis Vision is our provider. And it offers you discounts um, and allowances for eyeglasses, contact lenses, as well as your annual exam. And with a nominal copay, and you can get an exam pair of glasses every September 1st. We also offer Teladoc. Teladoc gives you access to a doctor via web, phone, or mobile app, and it's at your convenience. So we really like and encourage Teladoc. We also offer then the flexible spending accounts and the health savings accounts. So these are tax deferred, pre-tax savings that you can. Um, put aside per paycheck, and it allows you to have available funds to pay for eligible medical expenses. So what's the difference between an HSA and an FSA? So I will happily share that. I'm going to go through the rest of the products that you asked and real briefly okay. give, a, okay. give a description of those. So then we also offer long-term disability. In the event that you are injured or become ill for an extended period of time, the disability allows um, income protection up to a certain amount and you can continue to receive an income while you're disabled. We also have life insurance. So we have several products for life insurance. One is term and one is permanent. One is portable, one is not. And we can 
also um, you know, help you decide which is best for you. But the district provides every eligible employee a $25,000 district paid life insurance as long as you're employed with the district. And that is at no cost That's great. to our employees. It is, it is a great option. We also offer a cancer plan. Now, this is considered voluntary. So again, these are offerings that may fit your current medical needs or your future medical needs. So a cancer plan administered by Allstate in the event that your dependent is diagnosed with cancer or one of the other 29 dreaded diseases that the plan covers. Critical illness plan is also voluntary and it's administered through American Fidelity and it provides a lump sum benefit in the event that you have a heart attack, a stroke, or some type of critical illness including an organ failure. Hospital indemnity plan is a plan that we offer as well through Aetna and it provides financial assistance to help with any expenses that may not be covered by your medical. So it does not take the place of medical insurance, but it does offer lump sum payment if you're ever hospitalized for most cases. We also offer a legalese legal plan. And again, it gives you access to um, legal libraries, legal assistance for misdemeanors, traffic tickets, and then it also has a will preparation service. And then lastly, we also want to help you save for your future and your retirement. So we do help employees to get established with a 403B or a 457 plan um, with the assistance of our third-party administrator. So those are the benefits and offerings that we offer. Now, I would like to take you through, as you asked, what's the difference between an HSA and an FSA? Yes, please. So they are both savings vehicles. And they just provide the opportunity for an employee to save per paycheck so that in the event that medical expenses arise, they are able to pay for them. So an HSA, HSA stands for Health Savings Account, is that correct? That is correct. What does FSA stand an for? An HSA stands for Health oh, Savings Account and the yeah. FSA is Flexible Spending okay. Account, okay. okay? So the FSA, you can set aside pre-tax dollars per paycheck, okay? To pay for medical, dental, vision. That is the same for an HSA. However, the contribution limit for a flexible spending account for this plan year is $2,700. You cannot contribute more than $2,700 on your flexible spending account. Your full election that you choose is available we're gonna say September 1 when your plan year starts. It does take a few weeks because we have to take the deduction and then send your election to the bank. So usually mid-September, third week in September, those funds are available. So your full election. So let's say, Lucia, you choose $2,700. That is available for you to begin using sometime during the month of September. But we will continue to deduct from your paycheck until you've satisfy the 2700 which is spread across 24 paychecks. Okay. However, it is a use it or lose it account. Oh. You must have eligible expenses adding up to your election and you must use those. There are a few milestones. We ask that you use it by the end of the plan year, which is August 31st. If you don't, we give you a grace period. There's a 75-day grace period. So by November 15th, you do need to have received services from a medical professional or 
purchase medical dental vision products and use that balance. Otherwise, it'll be forfeited. Forfeited means you will not receive a refund or a return of what's been deducted and those funds Got it. Are, not, are no longer available. Okay. Now there's a quite a difference with an HSA or a health savings account. So let's talk about the limits. The limits are different. On a health savings account for this plan year, the maximum contribution is $3,500 for an individual or $7,000 for a family. So the contribution limits are way higher than a flexible spending. Mm -hmm. However, that election is not readily available at the beginning of the plan year. As deductions are taken from your paycheck, those amounts are then added to your available balance. So if you choose 3500 by the time you get to the end of the plan year in August, after your deductions, you would have accumulated $3,500. So quite different from the flexible spending account where the funds are available up front. I see. Now the health savings account is a personal account. It, there is no use it or lose it. So it will deadline. roll over to the next year. It rolls over year after year after year. That's good. And even if you separate from the district and you, you are employed somewhere else or you just separate from the district, no matter what you do, those funds are still available to you. You take it with you. Um, so, you know, you do just have to mind the contribution limits mm -hmm. and you do have to be aware that those funds are not available up front. They accumulate as we have payroll deductions. What about uh, daycare costs? Yes, so I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's not a highly utilized offer, but we offering, but we do have it. It's called a DCA, so it's called a Dependent Care Account. Okay. It works very much like your flexible spending account with the exception that it's not front-loaded. Your, your election is not available up front. So it's a combination of if you don't use it, you will lose it, and the funds are available as... The At payroll the deduction occurs. Okay. Yes. And um, you can pay for your eligible daycare expenses um, as they are incurred. And so that would be tax-free. Yes, it is pre-tax. Okay. Pre-tax, right, it right. It is pre-tax okay. as well, just like your flexible spending and your health savings. Got it. Okay. Thanks for walking us through that. Yes, that, that can become... Um, you know, it's a, it's a great offering to save, and especially if you know that you're having a planned... Um, service, you know, you can elect to have that and, and save towards, especially if you're also on the high deductible plan. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great savings tool, but you do need to understand the limitations. You do need to understand the restrictions. And the expenses have to be medically eligible expenses. Do you know the, the, the cap or the top limit for the DCA? Yes, the dependent care maximum for this plan year is $5,000. That's great. Okay, uh, what about, can you talk with me about retirement? The, you mentioned the retirement investment uh, opt-in. Um, can you talk to me about a Roth IRA, a 403B, and a 457? Yes, so we do have retirement investment options um, that eligible, that employees who are a part of an ISD are eligible for. So they are called 403B 
and 457, okay? The 403B and 457 options are, are pre-tax investments that you are able to contribute to and save towards your retirement. The Roth option is post-tax. So we do offer those options and depending on your you know, financial um, needs and, and where you are, you can certainly elect and enroll in those and you can choose your contribution level. Um, the contribution levels for both the 403B and the 457 for this plan year, the maximum is $19,000 that you can contribute. And there are some catch-up options if you're eligible um, depending on your age and how close you are to retirement. And we can certainly help you with those uh, if, if that is your case. Um, but these are tax-deferred growth, growth options. There's no annual taxation on your earnings. You can invest in options such as fixed annuities, variable annuities, um, or mutual funds. And again, the rates are depending on what the market does. So you do want to consider your contributions and how close you are to retirement and what your investment goals are. Um, there are there's flexibility. You can start, stop, increase your contributions, decrease your contributions. Uh, at any time, as, as long as you notify and complete the proper form with Employee Benefits Department. And then you can also receive periodic account statements so that you can monitor your growth and if you do need to make any changes to your contributions. Um, so we uh, use First Financial is our um, administrator, our third-party administrator, that can help um, direct our employees with how to get started with the investment options. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for for telling us the difference between those. I know another kind of confusion or sticking point for people would be, what is the difference between the PPO and the DHMO plans? Yes. So I guess more, um, not, not as specific to a DHMO, just the D just stands for dental. Okay. But I will talk because we have a medical PPO and HMO. So let me just talk to the difference between an HMO and a PPO regardless if it's dental or medical. Okay. Okay. So let's just get to right to the letters. An HMO is a health maintenance organization plan. A PPO is a preferred provider organization plan. Okay. So now that we know what the letters mean, what what what's the difference? So I'll sum it up this way. The major differences between an HMO and a PPO is usually the cost, the size of the network, your ability to see specialists, and the coverage and services. So let me talk a little bit about that, okay? So cost, premiums for HMOs are typically lower than a PPO, okay? And you have to coordinate your care through a primary care physician or a P PCP as we call them. Um, but in order to receive a referral to, to see a specialist, you have to have a visit with your primary care physician. Okay, so that, the, that is one of the major differences with an HMO. And usually your non-preventative services will usually have a co-payment under an HMO. So let's talk about the cost in seeing specialists with a PPO. So usually with a PPO, on the other hand, it allows members to see any healthcare provider that is within the network without a referral if you need to see a specialist. Okay.
Okay, but a PPO may have higher annual deductible. It may have higher premiums, uh, and you you know you will pay an agreed percentage um, of the usual customary cost. So you may see not a co-payment, but you will then see your responsibility after the insurance has paid their percentage, okay. which is what we usually call the the uh, members remaining costs, usually after 80 or 50% payment from the insurance company. So um, the, the difference will be cost and your ability to choose your own specialist within network between the two types of plans. Okay. So um, how and when can employees add, drop, or cancel, you know, make a change to their benefit elections? Alicia, that is a great question. Um, employees at times may have changes, um, you know, in financial status or, or something, and they say, hey, I want to change my benefits. Hey, or maybe they had a bad experience or a great experience somewhere, and they want to make a change to their benefits. But uh, we are required to um, comply with what we call qualifying events. So qualifying event is what opens up the eligibility for an employee to make changes to their benefit elections outside of open enrollment. So during open enrollment, you can make changes to your benefits every day if you'd like. And then as soon as open enrollment closes, whatever has been elected is what you will have for the plan year. But there are instances that may happen with outside of open enrollment that could allow for you to make changes. So let me run through what we call qualifying events. Some examples are a change in your legal marriage status. You may have become a newlywed, or you may have become a recent divorcee, or a widower. That is a change in your marital status, and that allows you to make changes to your elections. You can add, drop, change. Also, a change in number of dependents. So you may have had a newborn baby, um, or you may have had a child who's now turned age 26 and is no longer an eligible dependent. That is also a qualifying event. You may have a termination or a commencement of work elsewhere, or your spouse as well, and that is also considered a qualifying event where you have access to um, other medical insurance options. And so that is also considered a qualifying event. And lastly, maybe a change in residence or your work site. So if you've moved from one county to another county, that also is considered a qualifying event, which can give you other options. The most important thing to remember is if you have a qualifying event, you must make your election, your changes, within 31 days of the qualifying event. And we need documentation that says, I've gotten married. Yeah, that event I'm happened. I'm divorced, that that event right. happened. And the date is usually on there, a death certificate, a marriage certificate, a birth fax. Right. Um, so we will need just proof of the qualifying event and we will be happy to assist with any changes and the impacts to premiums, um, to your payroll deductions and in any effects that will take as a result of the change. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, can you talk to us about the wellness programs and offerings that the district has? 
Yes, happily. So, you know, open enrollment is our busy season, but you probably wonder what we do after that, right? right and right. there there's still lots going on in employee benefits, I tell you. So we are so excited when we get to come out to campuses and go throughout the district to uh, execute some of our wellness programs. So we have already held many events um, to date and we have many more that are planned. So we have, um, we conduct a flu clinic. Um, yes, thank you for that. Yes. That makes it very easy for me to get it. I, I, I have received that feedback. People love the convenience. Yes. And, and so in collaboration with Walgreens, we are able to offer that as well. Biometric screenings, we have been able to offer that annually. And a lot of our employees like that because they get to see um, year on year either their progress or their digression to um, you know their blood pressure, their hypertension levels, their body mass index. Mm. So we're happy to partner um, with Methodist Hospital that does that for us. We are pleased to also offer the Rose mammogram screenings that are becoming here soon. We do lunch and learn topics on nutrition, uh, stress and depression, uh, men's health, saving for your future. Uh, we introduced the health kiosk last year and that is coming back and that was a big hit. Employees can check their blood pressure, they can um, check some other screenings or oxygen level and it hmm. was a really good tool that we had here at the admin building and at the high school. So we definitely will bring that back. Um, so we just have a lot of things that we are offering just so that you can monitor, keep track of, and see how you're doing with your health and wellness. We've also just recently partnered with 24 Hour Fitness. Great. And so they are offering corporate discounts for our employees if you get a membership at 24 Hour Fitness. And we're looking at other opportunities as well to offer discounted um, um, offerings within the community you know, and around so that our employees can stay on top of their health and wellness. That's great because that's, you know, if, if we're not in peak uh, health, maybe not peak health, but <laughs> when we're not healthy, you know, we're not going to be available like we should for the kids. Yes. So that's why this is so important, especially to take care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what is the Employee Benefits uh, Department doing to educate the district? Yes, well, hopefully you've seen an increase in our presence um, throughout the district. Um, I like to call it our, our tour. So we, we have embarked with this last um, school year uh, touring each campus and providing a 30 to 45 minute information session for the staff at each campus just before open enrollment. So our intention is to educate you on the products, the changes, the rates, um, as well as communicate the dates for open enrollment. So we were able to do that throughout the district just before the end of the school year. And we'll continue to do that. Uh, we also offer information sessions at the administration building. Um, we participate in um, such meetings as DPAC and we offer um, benefit presentations there. Um, and some of the other um, um, groups and meetings that happen. Um, we also have an employee benefits committee that meets quarterly. So we have representatives from campuses, departments, our auxiliary staff who come and give us their feedback. They share you know, some information that they're hearing at their campus or their department. And then we also, it also gives us a chance to introduce proposals to the Employee Benefits Committee, 
things that we know employees are asking for, um, certain products, certain offerings, and it gives us a chance to get their feedback. So that is another educational resource, and we ask that those committee members take that information back to their campuses, back to their departments, and share what they've learned as an educational resource as well, so that we can increase the employee benefits IQ within the district. That's wonderful. Um, our website is a great resource as well, and we, we definitely keep that active and current. We publish a quarterly newsletter. So we are doing a lot of fun, interactive, informational you know, type communications so that we're just hitting all ways that people like to receive information. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. So, so where can we find more information? Yes, so as I've mentioned, our district webpage, if you go to departments and go to employee benefits, that is a great resource. Every brochure for every carrier that I've mentioned earlier in this podcast is listed there. All of our um, issued editions of our newsletter are, is there. Um, and any other information, as well as our contact information. You can also email us at benefits at galenaparkisd.com, and you can also call us. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Yes. Um, you know, and again, thanks just for your patience, and your, you're always just so pleasant to work with, so thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for this opportunity.